Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the episode called What Would Kim Do? And this is where I read different scenarios, challenges, dating blunders, and really any problem that you all might need solving. And I will tell you exactly what I would do to help you through it. So let's get to it. All right. The first question is, actually, this is one that I've heard a lot, and I'm excited to air this and talk about it. She says, it's a woman. I've been trying the online dating, but honestly, I've tried to initiate meetings. But after a couple of online chats, these guys start wanting to talk sex. I'm not a prude at all, but is that all they think about? It's almost like they start hinting about the bedroom right away. That is when I walk away. When this happens over and over and over again, I just get frustrated. Is this what all guys really want? Aren't there any men out there who want a relationship? Well, I will start out by saying that sex is a part of a relationship last time I checked. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I'm saying it a little tongue in cheek, obviously, but the last time I checked, you all aren't online to find a good friend. So that's the first thing. I mean, there are, you know, sites for that. But I, you know, I'm saying that because a lot of times, you know, I think women define a relationship separate from sex. And I just want to bridge that gap because we are all looking for a partner to have a sexual relationship with. So that's number one. But I think the deeper question is, you know, really, how can you find guys who are wanting more than sex? Right. So let's let's talk about that. I mean, here's the thing. You know, we can't change where people are coming from. I say that all the time. So there, yes, there are guys out there who are looking to hook up. Absolutely. There's guys offline out there looking to hook up. They're everywhere. So all you can do really is look at your piece. And it sounds like there's this frustration happening with you because it's happening over and over and over again. And that doesn't happen to everyone. I just want to say that. Like there are good guys out there who don't lead with sex. Okay, just so you know that. <laughs> um, so my first question to you is, what are you trying, you know, in order to meet these guys? And what are you putting out there? I always say we're like machines. What you put out is what you get back. So do a little self checklist. You know, first off, is this the only kind of dating that you're doing? right? Like if you're just doing online dating, then yeah, that's a certain kind of dating. And you're going to find a lot of, you know, guys who are looking to hook up over and over again. And on top of it, I would ask you, what sites are you on? Because there's certain sites that speak to that versus other ones that maybe don't. And every region is different, right? I mean, every state is different. And so you have to kind of experiment with the different sites and see, if you can find your tribe, basically. So I would mix it up. If, if you're doing online dating, for sure, mix it up. The other question I would ask yourself is look at your pictures. Like, what do you have up there? 
Um, I, I I literally just got off the phone a couple days ago with a client who was doing online dating mostly. And I asked to see her profile. And when I saw her pictures, because she was getting frustrated about all these guys kind (laughs) of, you know, hitting her up for the sex thing. And now she had, I mean, a pretty good head on her shoulders about it because she's saying, look, I know there's guys like that and there's great guys too. So she wasn't getting, you know, angry at the men, but she was getting discouraged because it seems like all the guys that were reaching out to her wanted sex. Well, it was no wonder once I saw the pictures, <laughs> it was no wonder she was getting it up. So she had a one, I mean, the other pictures were pretty normal and, and cute. And, you know, she had some picture of herself in, I think, just like a regular street clothes. And, and I, you know, I wanted her to change some of her pictures anyway, because she didn't really have any full body, just nice you know, feminine picture. But what she did have of her full body was her in a costume that was like in a parade where she was falling out of it. Like it was, it, but that was part of the parade. And she was trying to explain to me, well, anyone who lives in my region knows that it's just the parade. I said, yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> what you're wearing is very sexual. So it was like, I mean, a light bulb had gone off in her head. She just, she didn't even realize that what she was putting out is what she was getting back. So we we changed up the pictures and obviously she had a different response. Um, the other thing that I would ask yourself is, you know, what kind of age group are you trying to attract and you're getting attracted to? That also makes a difference. The other thing about this question is that you mention that you're initiating the meetings. So I I would I would love to know more about that because what percentage are you initiating versus them reaching out to you? Because if you're doing all the initiating and you're getting guys wanting you mostly for sex, I'm just wondering what that's about. Like what kind of messages are you sending them and who are you vetting? I mean maybe your picker is off kind of thing, right? So again, these are things to just take a look at for yourself. And I this is what I help clients with all the time. The other thing is look at the nature of your conversations and your text exchanges and IMs. You know, um, are they sexual in nature? Are you being too flirty? You know, what is it that you're having conversations about? And finally, as I always say, round out your dating portfolio. If all you're doing is online dating, that's maddening. It's just a certain type of dating. Are you getting out there? Are you meeting guys out and about? Are you, you know, going to events? Are you getting invited to parties? What else are you doing to meet these guys? Because here's the thing. If you're meeting guys out and about who only want sex with you and online, there's a pattern here and you got to take a look at that. Okay, on to the next question. This is from another woman, and she says, my biggest challenge seems to be on the repeat this past year, and it is attracting or finding men who are coming off a broken relationship and think that they are ready to date again, but really are not. I am open and respectful to this and notice it early on and attempt conversations about it to avoid the inevitable, but it just doesn't seem to be helping. This past year, almost to date, has been a series of the same situations. 
Oh boy. Well, yes, there's a lot of that. And first of all, I want to say good for you for detecting the signs early on and walking away in time. It sounds like you've done some work around that and you should pat yourself on the back for sure. But the fact that it is a pattern for you and that you keep encountering these guys over and over again, again, is something to take a look at. I'm going to sound like a broken record here. You cannot change these guys and the situations that they're in. But what are you putting out that you are attracting that kind of situation and guy and getting attracted to? I will say, without knowing you and who wrote in this question, that often women who fall into the role of the caretaker, you know, if you're a fixer, if you... You know how to make men feel really good, and you'll listen to their problems early on. All that tend to attract men like this because that's what you do. (laughs) So ask yourself, are you getting too helpful in the beginning? Is that a comfortable role for you? And if that is true about you, you need to slow down and let these men earn you. I think you're giving too much away too soon, too fast, and you're falling in that kind of therapist counselor role almost. So the guys are getting attracted to that because they feel really comfortable with you and then you make them feel good, fix them, and then guess what? They're on to the next because you patched them up and they're ready to go. Um, for you, it's almost having a little more coyness about you and letting these guys earn you more. And what can they do for you? And I know, obviously, on this podcast, I can't go into it so much, but this is what I help people all the time with and pacing things out and looking for signs and letting, you know, not just men, but women, opposite sex earn you so that you don't fall into the trap of being this kind of transition for people. Okay, good question though. Next question. I struggle with having confidence overall and mostly when it's in conversations that I have things to say, but I don't think that others will find interesting and I don't think that they'll want to talk to me. Oh, I, you know, I work with a lot of people like you and who label themselves either introverts or have a hard time just, you know, having conversations. And it is a common challenge for many people. But what I find is that a lot of times what's happening is that you are in your head way too much and you worry and you spend so much energy about what other people might think rather than concentrating on what makes a really good connection with people. So it's keeping you out of staying present basically, because you're worrying that you don't have anything good to say, or am I saying the right thing? So here's the thing. It's not about having interesting things to say that connects people, but rather how people feel when they're with you. And they'll be interested in you as a person regardless of the fun facts that you might know or places you've traveled. So instead of focusing on, oh, I have nothing interesting to say or fun facts or anything like that, focus on the feeling and getting more personal in your conversations and just get to know people as people. On top of it, it does help, and I think it would just build your confidence up to get involved in different activities. You know, what are your passions? What are your hobbies? 
Here's the thing. All of you have stories to tell. And I don't care how like simple your life may be, or maybe you are, you know, really, really knowledgeable in many, many different areas and you travel the world. All of you have interesting things to say when you really, you know, look at it. It can be something simple that happened to you this morning or a funny story that happened to you when you were five years old. And again, this is something that I teach. I have, um, I even think I did it on a podcast once. It's one of my earlier ones, if you can take a listen to it and teaching my social engagement formula on how you can move conversation from a factual-based type of conversation to one that's more heartfelt and more connected. So the other part of this question that I'm hearing is really about your confidence overall, not just in conversations. Because once you have confidence that you are enough, that's, that's where it is. That's where it begins and that's where it ends. And I think when people have this notion, well, I'm not enough, that's when you get tripped up as, oh, I don't have anything interesting to offer people. It's not about being the best skier or traveling the world. You know, it's not about what you do for a living or, you know, how much money you make. It's, it's rather who you are as a person. And so I think if you're listening, deeper work with your self-esteem and self-worth would really help you. Great question and one that I see a lot of people struggle with. Okay. I love this next question. It is from a guy in his 20s. And I <laughs> I chuckled when I did this because I'm an old lady, but I realized it's, you know, dating in the millennial world is way different. So here it goes. I follow a girl on Instagram from my hometown that I've had a crush on for a while, but we've never met in person. I initiated a conversation with her via DM, and we've been talking there for a couple weeks. Right before Thanksgiving holiday weekend, I asked her if she was available to meet up while we were both in town. She said she was and would get back to me about when we could meet after spending time with her family, but I never got a response from her. How do I reach back out without coming off as creepy or pushy? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the wild world of the millennial social media dating. Okay. My old lady gut responses, pick up the darn phone. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I know that it's a different world and you, and you guys operate differently, but, but the problem with what this scenario is speaking to is that there was no personal connection. You guys threw out a bunch of DMs. You didn't even like hop on the call or hear each other's voice, right? To make that like human connection. So the only connection you had was through the tech world. It was a virtual connection. That's hard to sustain. And I know it's a lot, you know, it's kind of weird to pick up the phone if you're in your 20s, but a voice does make a huge difference. Guess what? It makes the person real. Um, I, you know, I even have people, especially millennials, because they're a little more comfortable with it, do FaceTime. You know, just hop on and do a little FaceTime with each other. Because once you see each other, it's not this like, you know, virtual facade. You become three-dimensional, right? Like you're a person. <laughs> um, 
so I think that was the first problem is that there was no real human connection. Then on top of it, the holiday happened. So time passed and you guys didn't like, you know, keep in the game, so to speak. So my answer is kind of meeting you halfway, right? And I would just either hop on a FaceTime call with her later on. But first, just throw out a DM and just simply check in and ask her, hey, how was your Thanksgiving? It it doesn't have to be this long like, oh my God, hey, we were supposed to go out and you know what happened to you? <laughs> Just just re-engage with her. Say she said she was busy and then, you know, life gets busy. You guys didn't stay connected. And try to engage in a conversation with her DM like you did in the beginning. Once you get connected again in a normal text exchange, ask for her phone number, take the bull by the horns, and say you would love to hear her voice. I don't care how old you are. No, every woman, every woman would love that. Right. Like, I, and, and here's the thing that's interesting to me, because I, I do work with a lot of um, women millennials. They all wish that they lived back in the day when there was more courting, when when people picked up the phone, when a guy would drop a rose in front of the door. I mean, obviously, we can't go back to our grandparents era, but I think there is a sense of that that have that has gotten lost, but we all still crave it. I know even men that I work with who are millennials, they they wish they could do that, you know. But um, you take the bull by the horns, have that confidence, and say you would love to hear her voice, and get her on the phone, do some FaceTime, and then just ask her out. Just land a date, pick a date. You're gonna meet at you know such and such time, and make that human connection. All right. Good, good question. Okay. On to the next. I've been dating a great guy for the past four months, and I really think that I'm starting to fall for him. The thing is, I have only ever been in one other relationship, and I didn't develop deep feelings with that guy, so I'm pretty nervous about sharing my feelings with my new guy. He's so sweet and compliments me a lot, but he doesn't really share his emotions or how he feels with me often. I'm afraid that if I tell him that I'm falling in love with him so soon, he'll reject me. I'm so terrified of that. None of my friends think I should tell him how I feel. How do you know it's the right time to share your feelings, especially in a new relationship? Oh, this is a very sweet question. And by the way, it doesn't matter what age you are. I think we all get kind of nervous in the beginning of relationships of when to actually say those words. I love you. <laughs> there's a there's a lot at stake there, right? There's a lot of pressure. Um, and I love that you're feeling with this guy. It sounds like you haven't experienced that yet. So that's a great sign. And you are at the point in the relationship where it gets tricky and how much, you know, to share and and ask for right? So I guess number one, I would say it's still new, okay? I know that, I don't know how long your other relationship was, but four months is still pretty darn new. And I would just take your time. I guess my question to you is what is it that you really want to know or what is your goal in telling him you love him? 
Like, are you wanting to lock him down? Are you wanting him to like say, I am going to be your boyfriend. I'm committed. Are you wanting validation or reassurance? There's a little bit of anxiety I'm feeling from this question. So I take a look at that first because here's, here's the true question. What it is, what is it that you really want? Because are you okay with just you know, staying the way things are and and enjoying the present and seeing how it develops. Because if you're okay with that, I think that's that's just perfect. You know, you can still let him know that you like him in cute ways without having these like deep dramatic discussions of I have to talk to you and tell you that I love you, you know? Because then he might feel locked down or pressured if but if you just do it in a light way and with a wink and a smile one day, look in his eyes and say, you know, I really like you. You know, I just give him some reassurance too. those little actions, or maybe you do some cute things for you that speaks to the love that you feel. He'll feel more confident and you'll let him take the bull by the horns and make me, you know, I always say when the guy throws out that first punch and he can say, I love you first, it usually feels better for both of you. And I think you don't have a lot of relationship experience. So if this is just your second guy, you know, use this time to gain experience. It's an opportunity for you to enjoy and understanding it rather than racing to the altar and I love yous. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. So enjoy. Okay. I think we have time for, yeah, for one more. Let's do one more. Okay. My question is, I really hate my body. I am working on losing weight and this is a very slow process. How do I build up the confidence needed to want to date without feeling like a blimp? I just don't want my weight to be an issue. Oh, this is something that I help so many women with, obviously, doing the shopping and body confidence and body image stuff. Um, it's huge, especially with women. I mean, men have it too, but it's it's hard to feel that sexy confidence when you're not happy with your weight or your body. Um, one of the things that I just love doing with women is helping them, you know, how I always say I work from the outside in, right? helping women understanding, first of all, their body type, regardless, regardless of your weight right now, just understanding your body type and the way that your bone structure is so that you have an understanding of what clothes flatter your figure and what clothes to stay away from. And if you have some, you know, knowledge around what cuts work for you, and other things, it's going to build your confidence in the way that you look in your clothes. So I encourage anyone who is feeling this way to follow my 3C rule. And that is learn what cut works for your figure. And if those of you who haven't gone to my website, seltzerstyle.com, I have a free downloadable body type booklet where it'll help you measure yourself and determine what body type you are. And I go over what clothes flatter your figure and what clothes to stay away from. So it's something that you can get started on right away and right on your own. So, you know, again, go to my website and download that. It's, it's an action step that you could take today. Um, the second C is color. 
find out what color really works for you and not against you, believe it or not. You know, and I, gosh, I could do a whole talk on the three C's, but just to go over this briefly, we all have different, you know, tonality in our skin and there's certain colors that will warm our skin and really like work with our tone well. And then there's colors that just look awful on us. You know, we might look sickly and that kind of thing. So just make sure that you're wearing color and don't be scared of color. Um, There was a study out, hey ladies, there was a study out that I just read. There is scientific proof that men love red. You hear me talk about my red dress moment a lot. You hear me, you know, harping on women to get a red dress. This stuff is scientific. (laughs) Okay. So it's not just me talking and, you know, really practice, especially if you're if you have low body confidence, if you practice being seen in like, say, a brighter color, it's going to be hard at first. But then after a while, it's something that will help you build your confidence. So I love, love playing with color. And the third C is your confidence clothes. Every single one of you has something in the closet, like an outfit that you feel confident in. So if you had a date tomorrow, if you had a social event, you usually have a go-to outfit. Take a look at those outfits and determine what it is that makes you feel confident. Is it the cut? Is it the color? Do, Do you get compliments in it? And once you figure that out, get more clothes that give you that confidence. So I think if you just start out with following those three C's, you already will start looking in the mirror and liking what you see better. And that's going to help you go out there and be more attractive. Because here's the thing. Men love women who love themselves. I see this all the time. It's when I work with men, they tell me this. It's not about your size, your shape. It's about how you feel inside. And when you feel good, then they're going to love that. You can be sexy at any size. It's not about the man. It's about you. And when you start seeing yourself different and love who you are and focus on the things that you love rather than you hate, the men will love that too. And for those of you who want to take a step further and do like a deep dive into really like knocking out your wardrobe, make sure you contact me because I do these virtual makeovers. That is an hour session with me and I will teach you all about your body type, your clothes. I pick out dating outfits, the works, and it's a great blueprint to build your confidence. Okay. Well, that is all I have for today. And again, thanks for joining me. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I am your host, Kim Seltzer, of course. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, to download that body type booklet and contact me if you want. And to get some of your questions answers, come join my new Facebook private group, the Love Makeover Insiders. It's a group of supportive women all working on their love life. And this is where a lot of these questions are coming from. So if you want to get more of your questions answered, I encourage you to join and there'll be a link in the show description and private message me on Facebook and let me know what I can help you with and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.